Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 154, episode 5 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's share consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, <laughs> fuck <laughs> Fox News, fuck Rush Limbaugh, fuck Ben Shapiro, fuck Look Tucker Carlson, fuck Look J.K. Rowling, fuck Fondant. It's Friday, yeah. October 9th, 2020. Waste. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I believe in Jack's thighs. They're Pence's hair and I'm a fly. I think about them every night and day. Please tell me how they got that way. I can't believe they're not sore. All those fibers growing more and more. I believe Jack's big thighs. Jack's big thighs. Uh, all right, that is plenty. Uh, I'm that is courtesy of J Music Chicago, uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I can see him gasping for some air. Looks like he's floored. Well, I've been waiting for this moment. Since Friday night, oh Lord, oh Lord, Ooh, wow, uh, Christy Yamaguchi slain with the Rocktober display name at Waffle House. I don't know if I follow that one now. I have to follow so many. I don't know what to do. Uh, Most but of thank the accounts I follow are just uh, accounts that Twitter killed that used to be Christy Yamaguchi, man. That's most of my yeah, follows on Christy Twitter. Christy lived here, is what it says. <laughs> That's right. But well, thank you we, for that, Phil. Philly Collins, a.k.a. Philly Phil. Uh, we are thrilled to be joined once again by one of our favorite guests here on the Daily Zeitgeist. She is the hilarious, the talented, Shireen Lani Younes! AKA, shoo, shoo. AKA, I just made this up right now. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Shoe fly, don't bother me. I'm a fly on Pence's head. I live here now because he's already dead. That's all. That's all I got. Oh, right. He's a demon. Does he's that a a fly have a shoe uh, deal yet? A Crocs collab yet? <laughs> I don't know. Well, my nickname is Shoo Shoo, so. I know. I, I know. Oh, I, I know. missed the, the main part and of that was I should have said shoo shoo fly don't bother me. I don't know. Oh, uh, we know. But people who know shoo you, shoo people who know the fucking me. the lore behind the brand, the they lore know the, the brand. <laughs> shoo shoes fly. Because uh, people still say fly as a good thing, right? Uh, right, right. Yeah, that was. Did people see the fly emerge from his mouth when he first started speaking? <laughs> like he, like he was a oh, demon God. possessed. Like he was Edgar in um, Men in Black. I mean, I rewatched <laughs> exactly. the live stream multiple. Anger. Like, I rewatched that part, and it just appears. Like, I didn't see it. Kind. I did anyone see it actually? Like, fly around and land? Because for me, I it, saw he just it, kind of appeared. It felt like a reveal, like where he was looking, and then like he turned, and it was like, oh, <laughs> is that a raisin? <laughs> or what is that? <laughs> I thought it was one of those microphones that Broadway stars have on uh -huh. the top of their head just to capture the resonance, <laughs> yeah. but. To try to be Wait, subtle. That's a thing? Well, do they have them in their their hairline, yeah, you... right? Or oh, like their hairline. I don't know. Sometimes I'm famous like right on top if they're bald. Oh shit! Okay, um, I need one of famously. those. Everybody yeah. talks about it. 
Uh, <laughs> Pence is a big Broadway head, as we know. He went right. to Hamilton and <laughs> was well, well I received. I mean, he did have a radio um, show back in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. liked the spotlight. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh on decaf. Isn't that uh, when he said uh, cigarettes were like, uh, cigarettes are like super okay. safe? Was that when he was on uh, radio? A-okay. It was one of those times. Yeah. yeah. He is, the thing that he is, is a vessel for big corporations. He's like the Koch brothers inside guy. He is big tobaccos inside guy before that became uh, just impossible to uh, sustain. But uh, yeah, he's just, he's the guy who lobbyists pay to do the thing. And he somehow uh was bland enough to just float all the way to the upper ranks of the Demo- or the Republican party. Um, Almost like a flesh vessel without a mind of its own, like some mm-hmm. kind right. of living dead thing akin yeah. to a <laughs> zombie, right? Mm-hmm. He's the huh. undead. I saw this tweet that he made is. me laugh that he looks like the bottom of a stingray. <laughs> 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 and I think that's really true. <laughs> <laughs> is it because they're little uh, weird right. flat face or in your mind yeah. you get to decide what the bottom of a sping- stingray looks like and it's that because like, I laughed on both the, levels the bottom of a stingray to me looks like ghoulish you know like it just looks it's like the stuff of nightmares like even though yeah like but it shouldn't be that way really I like, feel like right there's like that internet photo of like a like what looks like the underside of a ray and it looks like it's smiling and shit exactly i don't know what who knows i'm not into it's not even like a smile it's just like a weird right (laughs) it's a form yeah the uh that john oliver book marlon bundo uh it's like a children's book about uh gay marriage and they have a character it's based on mike pence's rabbit marlon bundo and uh, Mike Pence is portrayed as a stink bug, and they—I can't look at Mike Pence without seeing the caricature <laughs> that they made of him as a stink bug. And neither can my four-year-old. He's like, ah, oh, stink bug. You're raising um, him well. Yes. Uh, all right, Shireen, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Okay. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We are on What the Fuck Was That? Part 5. Uh, we're going to check in with where the president is and his um, euphoric you know, meltdown thing that he's been doing. Uh, we're going to talk about the militia, the Wolverine Watchmen, who were planning to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Uh, we're going to talk about Florida and Louisiana trying to kill football fans. With COVID-19, we're going to talk about Pope Francis, Big Frankie. Uh, We're going to talk uh, a little brain bleach news. We're going to talk about what we're going to rewatch over the weekend. All of that, plenty more. But first, Shireen, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Well, this is actually something I did Google, not even just once, but multiple times because I forgot what the results were. But most recently, I Googled it the other day. Uh, I googled how to buy a house with no money, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the results made me so depressed. I mean, the results were just like telling me about, about government loans and like uh, money down and all these words I don't really understand. But I don't know. I just it's so disheartening to flushing my rent down the toilet each month kind of thing. Mm, um, yeah. But I don't know if it's possible to own anything now, and it make, that makes me sad. I just want to own something it all depends on like the where you are and what it's Mm -hmm. worth and like 
because LA is one of these cities now too, where I think it's only second to, I forget, I think Las Vegas, uh, that is beginning to have like the, like a, the biggest jump in like lack of rents and mortgages paid because like, you know, Vegas has just been gutted by the lack of tourism Mm -hmm. and then LA and like New York is kind of the same way, just ridiculously expensive place to live already. But then you start, you know, deflating the economy and it becomes just a completely ridiculous situation. So yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes you like look on Zillow and you're like, what the fuck am I doing in California? Like I need to go to motherfucking (laughs) Kansas. I was on Zillow and I found all these houses and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I still here? But I mean, I was surprised seeing how many other people had that same question. Like there are so many articles saying like, how to buy a money, how to buy a house with no money down, how to buy a house with, uh, like to avoid paying the 20% down payment kind of thing. And it's just all of these right. little tactics. Um, mm. cause everyone has the same thought. They're just like, I don't know. So how to buy money with no money down used to be the highest uh, search <laughs> thing in like 2005. Months. Right. <laughs> no, like in the subprime lending where they're like, oh, yeah, no money. Yep. No problem. Uh-huh. And then it was just like, yeah. well, because like now it's they realize, OK, that's too big of a thing to just sort of trust people or they that or rather give credit to people without really verifying just to kind of keep shit moving that like, you know, the next subprime lending crisis, they say, is with cars uh, where they oh. were just like, and you could just pull up and be like, yeah, I want a car. And they're like, OK, bye. <laughs> uh, and they're like, wait, hold on. They haven't been paying. Yeah. <laughs> uh Shireen, what is something you think is underrated? Okay. Hear me out. Nitrogen. You know okay. why? Our atmosphere is made up of mm. 78% nitrogen and mm. only 21% oxygen and then the other 1% is like stupid shit like carbon dioxide, neon and hydrogen. But Ugh. 78% is nitrogen. Like, why does it anyone yeah. talk about, like, yeah. oh, thank God for all this nitrogen in the air? Like, yeah, no. We never hear anything so about nitrogen. Press. Yeah, Oxygen has a much better PR person. Right. It's, it loves being in the spotlight. It loves talking about itself. But nitrogen, nitrogen deserves our thanks. That's and why I respect the cold brew. Nitrogen cold, nitro cold brew. That's exactly. how I pay my respect to the elements. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But when I learned that, it, I was so I was so angry. I was just like, yeah. nitrogen need it. It needs its due, its due. You know, like it needs the attention it deserves. Seventy eight percent. That is a lot. And we're just all about oxygen. I don't know. It made me mad. I like an underdog yeah. story. And then we got nitrous. Nitrous is like <laughs> more fun than pure oxygen. I I think pure nitrogen is not is not nitrous, but. No, but I think, you know, nitrogen gets like a good rap in like the the culinary world. You know right. what I mean? Sure. Like a sci-fi where it's like, oh, the nitrogen froze the person and they shattered into a billion pieces. Mm-hmm. Like, so in a way, I feel like nitrogen does get like the shine because we just breathe. I mean, but I know your point. Like, we're not talking about like, well, what happened if we don't have no nitrogen? Yeah. Right. No, but like, it's so because like even now, like I was... I learned this very recently. I, any kid, any adult, most adults will just be like, "Oh, what what makes up our air? Are what we breathe? It's oxygen, right. exactly." And it's like, no, it's not. It's actually mostly nitrogen, Ugh. and oxygen We're just gets all of kids. the all of the credit because it's just like 
that kid in the group project that like does nothing but then is like the star because i don't know they're good looking or something i don't right i don't know <laughs> tired of it i'm not bitter <laughs> you know what fuck out of here nitrogen now Car- oxygen we, we do breathe like we need oxygen we can, we can't breathe nitrogen is that it so it's like a self-centered point of view that's why we're so into oxygen is because well the, we we breathe a combination of everything like our atmosphere is made up of all of it right but our like blood it's... needs to be oxygenated right yeah like that's it, true you can that's breathe... fu- okay yeah you have you bring a good point but um but it's just self-centered and it nitrogen's is out here doing all the work and yeah humans are just like <laughs> but it only matters what we can breathe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there's my nerdy underrated. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is overrated besides oxygen? I know. I, I was thinking like the easy one would be to say oxygen, but because <laughs> I like to uh, hurt myself. No. Um, last time I was here, I t- said that I was watching Seinfeld and I have finished Seinfeld since, the t- since that time. <gasps> Actually, I finished this week. If, yeah, Monday. I don't know how okay. time works. Yeah. Um, but no uh, I am glad I watched it. And I think I when I last time I was here, I said I liked it, and I don't dislike it. But I do. I also. Man, think you sound like Kamala Harris talking about the Green New Deal in the debate right now. <laughs> 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 Just come out with it. I think that Jerry Seinfeld himself is. Pretty overrated. Like he's oh, the weakest link goodness, in the entire show. Far. Like yeah, he's yeah, the I'll weakest f- link. That's not a hot take for sure. I well, I'm. I don't think it's a hot take. I just am new to Seinfeld. Sure, and I was just, like, <laughs> right. You're like, what is it? it? Like being like, this is Seinfeld. Like this is the person <laughs> that's like lauded as this like comedy guy, like comedy icon. <laughs> and I'm like, you're cracking in every scene. I don't get it. Like I, I don't know. I by far the worst actor. And By like far. I think we let him get away with it because we were like he's the brains behind the show because at the time we didn't realize name. Larry David was exactly. the guy. <laughs> right. But, but like Seinfeld I'm just I'm like late like, to all of this. I'm like three decades behind everyone else. Two decades. I don't have time. Um. But but yeah, like he gets all this credit. It's the name of the show, but it's Larry David behind most of the funny like episodes and all of that. Um. And, and seldom is there a moment where you're like, oh. Pull up that clip where Jerry's doing something. Yeah. Right. Never. Yeah. You always want to see every other character. I want to see I'd rather hear references to characters that aren't that never appear. Like yeah. Lomez than be mm-hmm. like, oh man, that one scene with Jerry, he's crushing it. It's never because exactly. he's just always like the bad straight character. Yeah. Um so I mean, I guess it's not a hot take, but I'm just late to realize that Jerry Seinfeld's overrated. Uh, I like this thing where, like, are you when you were watching it, were you kind of like looking around, and be like, wait, hold up, man, like, am I watching this right? Because this dude is like the worst one out of <laughs> That's all. That's what of I was them. no, that, exactly. That was exactly how I felt, and I texted my friend, being just like, confused. "Is it weird that I think he sucks?" And he's like, "No, this is right. like part of it." And I'm like, "Oh, That's okay." Part of it. <laughs> like yeah. trying to treat it with respect it's like is, do i is there am i missing like a backstory or something about him that exactly. i'm not that i maybe missed I early on because <laughs> i'm just ingre- like i think it's my fault obviously all the time i'm like oh i must be missing something <laughs> essential here to understand the the crux this of can't the be show. that bad <laughs> do you think like, we were like recognizing some emptiness because he has turned out to be just kind of like a shitty person like do we do we think we were recognizing some like emptiness there? Or is it just that they put 
a stand-up comedian next to a bunch of really great actors, and that's why uh, he's noticeably um, It bad. was interesting watching it with that knowledge, like knowing who he is now, and then watching yeah. this like weird time capsule of him. I honestly think Larry David just needed like a white man vessel to like ha- like say his thoughts out loud. Like that's like not, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like he could have been really anybody that Larry David got along with enough to be like you can act right. instead of me. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. It could have been Jeff Foxworthy, you know. Ugh. <laughs> It really so honestly could have easily been Jeff Foxworthy now that you, yeah. yeah. George is like the I feel like George and Jerry are are both side like two sides of the Larry David mm-hmm. uh, avatar. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, I yeah, coin. that's yeah, I I did a lot of like uh backstory catching up, like, oh, the cast members felt this way and like Oh, he's based off of, or George is based off of Larry David and all this other stuff. So I did some like research on my own because I just like wanted to understand it more. Yeah. Um, but they were also like the cast was like had really petty moments. Like it's yeah. like really straight. Like it was just so weird. And I, I'm just realizing the more I become an adult, like any super fan of any show, it's like a red flag to me that's just like, oh, we can't get along. Like, I would <laughs> then again. I would rather have someone be obsessed with Seinfeld than like Friends because I don't know. Is that, is that that's not a hot take? That's just a no. fact of life. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Friends goes down easy. So like, I could see somebody being obsessed with the feeling that Friends gives them. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a little cocoon. But yeah, I, who have I, more I, black I guess, people on it? Oh, definitely. They have. They <laughs> exactly. both had the very thing. little. Very that was the other thing. They're both this like New York, like like fake New York world where like not a single black person's around, except for in season six yeah, there was right. like someone that cuts off Jerry and he's like a black guy named like Lamar. It's just like this weird. I don't know. It's yeah. just uh, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. The like that's how they treated uh, gay people and being gay at the time was like. Don't want to be offensive to people exactly. who are gay, and then like yeah. George, like the gay terror George feels when uh-huh. he thinks his dick moved during a a massage from mm-hmm. a male masseuse is it's they're all <laughs> part of the same right. <laughs> that yeah. same nineties mentality of like yeah. what do you mean and, there are humans besides uh, straight white men? Yeah, I mean yeah. after I finished watching it, I was just like, okay, now I'll understand every reference a straight white guy makes like i'm finally caught up <laughs> on this sliver of americana um i am no longer in the dark um, yeah. yeah between that and every adam sandler film you should be straight i have to do that still i'm not caught up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god shireen just looks so exhausted which is, <laughs> i i still have to do that i have yeah half of my brain is rotted with that kind of 90s shit yeah. <laughs> he's still making them man number one movie oh, on yeah. netflix right now Hubie might have Halloween. to be the rewatch yeah um sandler still doing it and finally shireen what is a myth what's something people think is true you know to be false um or vice versa i'll be Never i'll be honest with you this one gives me trouble kind of gives everyone trouble yeah. All right, I, name your favorite Pokemon. My favorite Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. Probably my favorite Pokemon might be uh <laughs> Dragonite. 
Or mm. uh, Gengar is like the ghost Pokemon that's like a little mischievous little little fuck. And then, <laughs> um, but the myth I was going to say, okay, one of my myths is just a stupid like realization that I had that like Gen Z doesn't actually hate millennials. Like there's like this myth that Gen Z hates millennials. And I really just mm. don't, I, I think they don't even think twice about us or like about millennials at all. Right. I, there's I like a this- weird love. It's it's like that. I feel like Gen Z is the ex that you think about all the time, and they don't even think twice about you. They don't even watch your stories. You know what I mean? Like it's oh. that relationship where like they just exist, and we're like, like I I came to this realization because I watched this TikTok <laughs> where, this, <laughs> where this little boy, not even little, he's a boy, he's a, maybe a teenager, I don't know, right. um, but he's explaining. Trump's trade policy in this like less than a minute TikTok. And wow. I understood Trump's trade policy better than I ever had coming out of that. And it was just this kid playing three characters of like Vietnam, China, and the US, and they're talking to each other back and forth. And not only did I feel incredibly stupid, but it was amazing to see how, I don't know. Even now with like Claudia Conway and all the stuff, like we're obsessed with Gen Z. We're obsessed with this like weird generation that's just like spewing TikTok or spewing whatever inform and we're and we're like eating it up. And they don't even think twice about it. They don't, they're just existing. And yeah. I wanna be yeah. that blissfully I wanna be that blissfully unaware, I guess. And just like <laughs> Well think about Think about as a millennial, think about how often you thought about Gen X. Like not at all ever, right? True. In the well in the beginning my our my relationship to Gen X was those are the people I thought were cool when I was right. a kid because those are like the adults in media that sort of informed what I thought being adult or being an older kid was like. You know, like I was taking cues from Gen X characters, I would mm-hmm. say. But then at a certain point, I don't know if it's like you actually consciously think about it as like a generational relationship versus like, oh, I think Jay-Z is cool or like, mm-hmm. oh, I think this person is cool or whatever. And then at a certain point, I think it's when you get older and they start rev- there's a certain point where you start seeing your generational tension or like the differences. You're like, mm, I don't I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Jay. <laughs> or like, I wouldn't do that for real. And right. then I'm like, OK, maybe they're older. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's not. I don't. I definitely don't like. I don't know. It, it, maybe the the way I think about it is different. But definitely would think about it a lot mm-hmm. when I was younger. But That's Gen X, point. like, yeah, Gen X is like neoliberal values. I feel like, and I, I don't know. I just think Gen X was never like always was like this is stupid. Too much to ever be like you guys don't like us. <laughs> like there was <laughs> yeah. never enough. There was never enough like generational pride. But I feel yeah. like nobody. Yeah. The, the younger generations are always smarter, mm-hmm. better, and they give less of a shit than like yeah. about right. you than you give about them. That's always going to be the case. I just want to like, be that. I just want to be young again. Yeah. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. And they'll be- you Get that Gen X mentality. They'll be that smarter in a very like capable, talented, intelligent way, but they'll also know less. And you can't confuse that with being dumber. It's just they just don't give a shit enough to have read all the shit that you've read. But I yet. think that right. inhibition, that lack of like any kind of just 
I don't know. Yeah, that. Yeah. What is a certain nihilism? Yeah, <laughs> there's something freeing about that. That just like, oh God. Well, yeah, but it's interesting because like we we were like the generation that got like our just heads kicked in where we were like, oh man, none of this shit's possible. Like mm -hmm. that we thought was uh, like going to college and yeah. like you march out and but here I you think go that's do this. Why like we became so sensitive and that we're just like they hate us. Like there's no <laughs> reason why we should care that they hate us or not. But we're just like so. I feel like the millennial generation is like a very sensitive generation where it's just like any any like side eye or whatever we're just like oh like they hate me maybe maybe i'm projecting my feelings to an entire generation but well i um, think we have similar feelings of like insecurities though like because mm -hmm. of that because gen the gen z they're also equally coming up in a time like they were kids during a terrible recession they're coming of they're you know, becoming of age in a terrible economic and political time. So like they're kind of experiencing like similar things where they're like, ooh, ooh. like, you know, they haven't had like those full wing spread of carefreeness of like people who came of age in the nineties mm -hmm. or like early aughts. Like, so I think, and there's, there's certain, I think we are both equally awkward, like socially awkward at times and equally like, kind of like can get super emo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but they're just perfecting the the they're perfecting the aesthetic of it for sure. Yeah, they're just cooler, man. They're just cooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as long as you keep that in mind, the younger <laughs> generation is always going to be cooler. Yeah, uh, and that's when, when, you, that's, when the older generation, you always have like people like Madonna or like somebody like that who's like, this new generation is just not cool. And it's like, yeah, like, mm. it's like you're 85. No, but they just but, never yeah. heard of you and they don't really fuck with you. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. It's like Actually, all these people hearing <laughs> dreams for the first time or like the song right. or like that. Dreams the, uh, is or, the number one song in America right now. Really? Dreams. Yeah. After that, after that viral, uh, was it a TikTok after, or was it just a video? Yeah. Like, it was a TikTok. TikTok. Thing. Yeah. Wow. Whatever it was, it's from heaven. Yeah. Wow. That is uh, amazing. That guy I deserves know. like some type of like a uh, commission from that. Yeah. I mean, Ocean Spray bought him a truck and a lifetime supply of sugar water. Uh, <laughs> what? Really? But, yeah. But I think Fleetwood Mac owes him a, a lifetime supply of Money. cocaine or whatever uh, Fleetwood Mac <laughs> is good at giving people. Yeah. Money Whoa. might be better. Money um, might yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. Right now, that's. Yeah. Or hey, Fleetwood can come come by and chop up some fat lines, man. Whatever yeah. you want, Blow that's up, up to you, asshole. dog face. Whatever you want. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Wow, that's I didn't know it was number one. That is something. I mean, I know. I mean, it's a good song. It's it's a great. I wonder song. is is Dogface four twenty like doing for dreams what Wayne's World did for Bohemian Rhapsody? I think so. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. You know what I mean. But I think like I, this should be happening. This will be happening like more and more, right? Like as because we now yeah. have it's just the flattening of all music. It's like we have access right. to all of it. There's so much good music. Like, Anna, and there are people. Anna just messaged that Mick Fleet, Fleetwood remade his video. I didn't know that. Then he definitely owes him money. Yeah. And to come over anytime to do drugs. That is creative control or creative like uh, that's IP. That is IP mm -hmm. that he has stolen. God, see, now, where are the like agencies to swoop in? Be like, Dogface420, hey, hey. Uh, oh, they're there. They've definitely. Mark from UTA, brother. 
Love to sign you up to the agency, man. Uh, are you thinking about what you're going to do with uh, your likeness and your story? Yeah. Well, you have all these TikTok stars that are just like being actresses now, like just like getting roles because they're famous on TikTok, like the she's all that person. Uh, right. But that's, so that's already Rachel happening. Lee Cook? Or sh- there's a, they're remaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're Miles, remaking Rachel Lee that- Cook. I'm not old. (laughs) (laughs) Molly Ringwald? I say it so reflexively, too, like it's still 98. Rachel Lee Cook? Freddie Prince Jr.? But I mean, that's the same, like, that's just the place that they're going to be discovered, right? Like, that's just a good place to discover young talent. Like, That's true. I, I don't feel like that's any less legitimate than like a casting call or something like that, you know? I think it's, uh, I think for me it's the same vein as like nepotism or like family, like like, like like legacy families in the industry. Like it's, it's always going to be easy for some people kind of thing. So yeah, I think it's, it's better than those things though. Right. I was just going to say it's like nepotism except earned. <laughs> I guess like if so. Dogface, if Dogface is like in a, the lead in a new HBO series, I'll be like, he did that on his own. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a good point. Absolutely. Yeah, I, but then I we find out that. we find out he's a Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> when I found that out rumor. that Nick Cage was a Coppola, I didn't <laughs> right. listen to anything amazing, anymore. Right? Isn't that frustrating? Yeah. God. All right, this is uh, we we've been long overdue for a break. Let's take a break. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. And we're back. All right. Continuing in on the uh, president's just spiral, uh, continued yeah. euphoric, manic episode. What's the latest, Miles? Hit me with another Thursday morning. He's yeah. calling Maria Bartiromo. Yeah. On his, I'm good, bro. Don't worry, fam. Everything's great. Let me tell you some things. I'm going to scream out loud over the phone to you. Um, so he called. And truly, just saying whatever the fuck he wants to. I'm going to play one clip right now, uh, and I just want everybody, just so you understand where this man's coming from, the way he's even describing the pandemic and what is happening is a big shift even for him. That you were shutting down talks with Nancy Pelosi. How do you want to see aid play out, and what do you want as far as a priority on stimulus? Well, I shut down talks two days ago because they weren't working out. Now they are starting to work out. We're starting to have some very productive talks. And she wants to happen, too. She doesn't want it not to happen. I believe she wants to ha- wants it to happen because it's, it's so good for our country. We really need it. It wasn't our workers' fault. It wasn't our airlines' fault that China did this terrible thing to us, and I will not be forgetting about that. China did this. This was all done by China. And we shouldn't be hurting our workers because China put the curse on, because this was a a horrible scourge, a horrible, horrible thing that they did. So it seems like he misspoke, but he kind of doubles down. They put a curse. Mm-hmm. They put on the, the curse United on. States. They put the curse on. They gave, we are, they gave hey, us hey, the if Donald eye. Trump, if Donald Trump ruins the word curse, that's what's going to make me leave the country. <laughs> Somehow. I mean, this is they the, the like, Maloika on us, right? It's the Tolkien phase. You know what I mean? We're in right. the Game of Thrones phase where now we're dealing with like mythical forces, supernatural shit to explain his own ineptitude, like in his own mind. Or whatever. I mean, because I know like with anybody who's a slippery snake and doesn't want to be held accountable, they say whatever the fuck they got to to avoid saying right. the words, yeah, I fucked up. 
Uh, so in this case, is I mean, you know, they put the curse on us, and obviously, uh, she, President Xi, he put the fucking, uh, he burnt the offerings at the temple. We saw that, okay, uh, and that's why. And I don't even know if, uh, if you remember. The fires in California were uh, started by Dracaris, okay, one of Khaleesi's uh, dragons. So, the, you know, you dangerous times. intentional? Like, do you think he's thinking, okay, my followers are more likely to be religious and, like, believe in this sort of thing, so maybe I can no. just, like, sort of put it in these it's terms? So or do you good. think it's, like, part of it's, actually, like, his beliefs and just, like, his good versus evil? They're it's everything. Us. I mean... It's everything. I think it's, I didn't realize it could be a bit of that, but for me, I'm, I just always assume that he is struggling to find synonyms for things because he always uses the same words. Right. So I'm, I just think like someone gives him like a list of synonyms <laughs> for the word horrible or the word, like the word like bad. And he just like picks them out of a thing. But if he's, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I think he's too dumb and he's actually more calculated and thinks of it in a religious I mean, term. If you think it's calculated, right, it's it works because he's he's completely flooding the zone with headlines questioning what his state, the state he's in. And that mm. becomes the entire focus of the news cycle. And it doesn't become about the fact that he is incapable of doing anything on covid relief mm-hmm. with like a hundred or what is it? A million people fi- uh, filing for unemployment again um, or his tax schemes or any myriad of these other like even uh, not even knowing if he was actually like the epicenter patient zero for yeah. the White House outbreak. There's so many things that now is the being spoken gold star about. families that gave it to him when they were exactly they were coming dirty. too close. They were, oh, you God. know, that's, that's what he's claiming. He, he's yeah. saying that he thinks the families of uh, military. Oh, he really said that. Yeah. He said oh, it was gold star families getting too close to him. And he. You know, he can't say no to them because they just want to come can't in. They no. want to they want to do a little hugging, a little kissing. And I, I can't say no to them. I can't. You know how uh, they are. We send them off to brutalize people against their own will. And then they come back with the COVID. The event that and he's he, pointing he, to, by the way, is happened the day after the that Rose Garden clusterfuck where everybody who was there mm, got sorry. COVID. So doesn't really work out in terms of, yeah. He just blames anyone else instead of like being like, I'm the super spreader of all of these things. Yeah. Wow. The, wow. He goes Unrelated, on. Your Trump impression, Jack, is terrible and terrifying. <laughs> Terrible and terrifying. <laughs> I said terrifying, do, do but I said terrible. Um, it's, it's, it's okay. I'm leaving now. It's terrible. Uh, the whole thing. He goes on. He was then saying, like, you know, really with his chest being like, Obama and Biden committed the world's worst political crimes, uh-huh. and Bill Barr must screaming and like yeah. Maria Bartiromo was like, uh huh, yep, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Then. You, you, we really know how desperate he is because then we get to the emails. Listen Ooh. to this now. He's still bringing this up four years later. Supreme Court justice confirmed before the election. Do you still feel that you can do that and, and confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court well, we before, the in the Republican next 25 fault. days? If we don't, it's the Republicans' fault uh, because uh, there's no reason why not. Look, I'm president. And it's happened 29 times. She made another mistake last night when she said about Lincoln. She was wrong on that, of course. You know, they, they, were, they say things like we go over it. They say we're not going to do this, and they're going to do it. 
They say they just make I've never seen such liars as this. They're worse than crooked Hillary. She was worse in other ways. She was worse when she deleted 33,000 emails illegally. And she should be indicted for that. If people delete emails in a regular court case, she deleted 33,000 emails and nothing happens to her. Our justice system, nothing happens to her. With all of the pages of stuff, thousands of pages that we have on them, nothing happens to them. Nothing happens. Well, and, this you know, is what I I'm said saying. I'm going to not get involved, saying. but I mean, I'm going to have to get involved because John Radcliffe, these people are John Radcliffe declassifies all this stuff. It's sitting on his desk, the 1,000 pages sitting on A.G. Barr's desk. What is he going to do about it? Doing it. Uh, I don't know why they're not doing it. Why is he talking about? Sorry, I just um, fell asleep the second yeah. he started talking about that. I got so exhausted, just on a uh, deep spiritual, yeah. existential level. I uh, I can't maintain consciousness when he's talking about emails. It, the yeah, Mr. President. The question was about confirming a Supreme Court justice, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he does that thing where it's like. It's like even like, you know, like friends who have the same three stories they bring up. And uh-huh. it's kind of like it kind of bums you out because, you know, <laughs> they're going to bring up the same three fucking things. Like, you yeah. know, he's like, uh-huh. The 30, right. The 33,000 email. Mm-hmm, right. Right. And then the FBI, the wire. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And then you lock her. And she must be, it's just like, oh, no. Like, he's not even <laughs> aware. But again, this is him going out there to project leadership because everyone's saying like he's also he's trying to get back on the campaign trail like as early as Monday because he's just felt so just drained from not being on TV, seeing himself and doing the things that he's normally used to despite the state of his health. So on top of that, he just goes on here with a moment to maybe campaign something and then he resorts to the same old, yeah. same old song and dance. Yeah, because I mean, it's he's so much about instinct, and the thing that worked for him last time was talking about Hillary Clinton's emails, and mm. he just doesn't have a thing. He hasn't found yeah. his new material. It's, it's like it's, it's truly, like Seinfeld. Right. It's like Seinfeld's latest <laughs> uh, latest stand up special. Uh, oh, you know, bad. he's still he's so still bad. trying out new material, and whoo. My man, look for um, a new career. Uh, but yeah, he's like his new reaching for scraps. Yeah. He's reaching yeah. for scraps. Just he like- did. He did try out some new material actually uh, on Kamala Harris, and it kind of goes with what you were saying earlier, Miles, about the Tolkien uh, version of reality, where he yes he uh, claimed I think that she was she was a monster. Um, what? Yeah. Let this is another Let's one. Play- um, <laughs> yeah, we'll play this one. And and the radical left controls by. Biden won't be president for two months, okay? He won't be president for two months. So, if Biden so ever what got do you in, mean? You mean he'll, he'll have be, to step down? Are you saying you think he'll have to capable. step down after two months? He's not mentally capable of being president. You know that. Everybody knows that. Everybody that knows him, he can't be president. And this monster that was on stage with uh, Mike Pence, who destroyed her last night, by the way, but this monster, uh, she says, no, no, there won't be fracking. There won't be this. There won't Everything she said is a lie. In fact, they well, go she back wants to and they agree the to the manifesto. Take a look at the manifesto. Ooh, Maria coming in trying to yes and it with she wants to reimagine the plea, but she, she can't rein him in. She, he's off on one about he's, how he says monster twice, not yeah. once but twice. Calls her a monster for lying, which isn't a monstrous. It's very strange. Oh, it is. It's just, She's it a shows, monster. You should have seen her. She had flames coming out of her nose. <laughs> those, those teeth Meanwhile, gnashing. my guy, rotting zombie on stage. Yeah. On his head. 
I don't know if you saw that fight between the monster and the human piece of shit last night, <laughs> but it was something. <laughs> did you guys watch the debate? I, I didn't even I did. have a chance to watch it. Uh, I was okay, that's not fair because I watched it knowing I was going to be on the show today. I know. I watched it. I even it. took notes. I was okay. like. I mean, what did you me. even think? Did you? I mean, to be honest, even watching it, it's it was like a big yawn fest because. Oh, no. It, I mean, okay, this is my tactic. I don't watch it live. Mm-hmm. I wait until it's done and then I go on YouTube and I go on double speed on the live stream. Wow. And then it goes by very fast. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Life I, know. I like that. Life yeah, hack. that's a weird one. It's like if you when you still want to be engaged, even though it's killing you inside, yeah. just do it at twice the speed. <laughs> if I wasn't going to be on the show today, I would not have watched it. I'm going to be very. That's true. I that. no, and I don't think many people for the same reason, right? Where it, you'd think it would be important, but like we're in such a bizarre state of affairs in general, where I think the only thing of consequence maybe like obviously there was the tri- typical ducking and diving about like you know clarifying points whether that was on the green new deal or fracking or whatever any and myriad of topics but the one was like when Mike Pence refused to actually say what he would do if the president refused to trans mm-hmm. uh, peacefully transition um that was like the one thing that I was like okay so now he's into um and that was and I, what was funny is the moderator just let that go. It was like, okay, thank you, Mr. Uh, Vice President. Well, because and she moving on isn't even unbiased. Like, I looked her up, and she pretends to be this unbiased journalist, but she, like, like hosted this, like, taxpayer-funded fundraiser for, like, one of uh, Donald Trump's picks for, like, some judge or something. I don't know. But, like, mm. she is a journalist that pretends to be unbiased, but if you look into her record, she's, like, kind of red-leaning, and so it's a little annoying that I don't, I don't, I don't know. She just rubbed me the wrong way, but that moment was very like unsettling to say the least. Yeah. To just like see him not dodge, like he, dodging every other question was maybe like expected. Like he didn't really answer anything, but that right. one in particular was like kind of uh, daunting. Yeah. And now, uh, with regards to the presidential debate, the uh, Trump has, you know, he changes his mind, and so I don't even know if it's worth. <laughs> saying what what his <laughs> latest stance is, but he claims he's not going to do the next debate unless it's in person, which um, he is a mm-hmm. super spreader. So yeah, well, uh, I that I think that translates to I'm not going to do the debate until unless I can infect Joe Biden. So. Right? Yeah, unless yeah. we can. Um, even but the I also, playing field. because this somebody's got to test his lips before the debate. <laughs> I think I should. But just because I'm afraid of the fact checkers that listen to the show, the the fundraiser that Susan Page uh, hosted, I just looked this, this up just to make sure. It was to celebrate in 2018 uh, Seema Verna's nomination by Trump oh, to God. serve as the center, the head of the Center of Medicare and Medicaid Services. Dude, Seema Verna is the fucking worst. Yeah. So that's who she hosts. Like, she, like, celebrated this whole thing. She tweeted about it. And, uh, Susan Page like, yeah, tweeted yeah. about I it mean, and all this it's, stuff. So. It's all. I mean, because I think it was what technically it's USA Today, right? So, so you're yeah. not going to be like, oh yes, someone, someone who gets yeah. it. I exactly. love that their newspapers yeah, in color and gives me yeah. this bizarre take on the country every morning when I'm in a hotel. So we'll we'll see where where the debate thing ends up. But that's. I mean, the, it's the a latest bad thing look. I read that he was trying to postpone it to the 22nd, the one that was supposed to be on the 15th, right? And that he refused to do a virtual debate, which is so. Just infuriating. Yeah, he wants to de- delay it, which 
I don't know why when he feels better than he did 20 years ago right now. It seems <laughs> right. like he Dude, should you know, want to get this by, thing going. By the time, even 10 minutes from now, he's going to be like, I've actually figured it out. It's going to be all holograms. <laughs> and it's going to be me. I will be the real one. Everyone else. And we're doing it. It's going to be monster free, wizard free, <laughs> and sorceress free debate. I'm telling you, no witchcraft. Um, let's talk really briefly about this story that just broke yesterday morning. Uh, and so details are still coming in, but they basically they caught a militia that calls themselves the Wolverine Watchmen. Uh, so a group of people who... Uh, Combine your two favorite comics. Not great at uh, reading comprehension, but they're a Michigan militia that was plotting to kidnap and potentially murder Gretchen Whitmer, who, you know, the right was up in arms about her being overzealous with her pandemic lockdown rules, like her attempts to protect them were... You know, they Too yeah. much. wanted to Slavery. kidnap her, imprison her and, you know, hold a mock trial where they sentenced her to death. And their um, wow. their deadline for that was the election. So it was specifically motivated uh, by, you know, politics. It's This is not an apolitical terror cell that is like both sides. This is people who are working in direct lockstep with Trump's tweet from back in April, liberate Michigan. Yeah. I mean, but like, can you imagine if like six American Muslims were arrested in a plot to like overthrow the government or like to kidnap any governor or like politician? Like the word terrorist or terrorism would be the first word to describe it. Right. Everything I've Mm -hmm. been reading, they're calling them militia. They're 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 not really they're 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 like skirting around this. Yeah, because it's white people. We know. I mean, come on, we know this. I That's know why. that, but it's just like really <laughs> it's inability. Yeah, like, of but course. She, but she's a she's a white person too. You know what I mean? You would think that they would like at least have some. I don't know. You would think that her being white would make some people feel worse. <laughs> the, yeah, the media completely fucked it up to covering it because without saying terrorist, they're like this plot to blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. And then make reference, right, that there was this joint terrorism task force involvement with the FBI and how they point out that like it's really interesting because when the JTTF gets involved, it's usually on like you know, like cases, um, you know, like maybe it would be an ISIS plot or Al Qaeda. <laughs> yeah. And so they're or working out shows you matter it's, or yeah, like yeah. or, you know, people fighting to uh, combat redlining. Anyway, so what the deal is here is there that shows you sort of how they're looking at it, too. It's like, well, then why don't you look at it the way it is? Because it's terror. It's politically motivated terror. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, it's fucking frightening. You know what I mean? Because they were straight. They got They were doing a lot to get this far. They were, you know, doing reconnaissance on the vacation home of the governor, trying to figure out how to booby trap maybe the roads for any responding officers. Yes, they weren't going going Google Google mapping. They They were physically there. They were physically going and location scouting uh, for a for a bridge that they could bomb to collapse the bridge to distract law enforcement so that they could then kidnap her. But even the word, the militia, like, why are we calling Like, they're a terrorist group. Yeah. Like, I, think, I hate yeah, that I word. I think because it's using the old language that, like, the ATF and FBI was using, like, because Michigan, like, Oklahoma City, there's connections to those Michigan militias and all of that. So I think it's been an existing, it's what they've yeah. always, like, it's these militias out here. But right. now, like, I think 
we have to evolve our our nomenclature, our language around this to be more indicative of what it is, which is it's it's terror. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 their 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 right wing terror. It's white supremacist terror. This is, I mean, they. This is who. This is their cultural heritage as white supremacists. They're incompetent terrorists. They tell us who they are. They're out in the open about it, and then they get infiltrated by the FBI. Usually, uh, they canonize the OKC bomber who killed a daycare center's worth of innocent children. Wow. And if you're on the right and support Trump, if you vote for Trump, that is the side that you are passively on or actively on, depending on like what you're doing. When it comes time to like their version of taking action is not to demonstrate peacefully or to take to the streets and nonviolent protest. They take to the streets and start murdering nonviolent protesters with long rifles or driving their cars through them or um, plotting to kidnap Democratic leaders. Yeah. They plot to murder. These people were plotting to murder cops. That's how it first yeah. came on the, the scene or it came on the radar of law enforcement is they were plotting to, uh, they needed to get the, they were trying to get the addresses of local police to murder them um, because they thought they were like helping to lock down Michigan. Again, this is all in, <laughs> this is all part of, a democratic uh, process of trying to protect people from a a global pandemic. But, um, and again, these are things that if Fox News, like you said, Shireen, if Fox News heard any of these things uh, coming from Black Lives Matter, coming from anyone who was, you know, Antifa with started Islam, the fires though. Yeah, yeah. anyone associated any, any person with Antifa, of color, anything. they mm-hmm. would shoot in their pants they would not be able to like stay upright trying to like rush to get this shit on the front page of you know fox news but i mean yeah it goes hand in hand with the fact that trump was like stand back and stand by or whatever the shit and like even pence yesterday uh, the moderator brought up the fact that trump didn't actually uh verbalize or like um condemn white supremacy he also like averted away from that question too. Like they're they're skirting around it because they know so many of their followers are white supremacists and they don't want to insult them in any way. But it's so disgusting to see it play out and just to I mean, like yeah, like liberate Michigan. Like that tweet is directly related to like emboldening the same people that tried to <laughs> kidnap a governor. Like that yeah. is and these and these dumb idiots they probably think they're like ocean 11 or whatever like they probably are like i hate imagining <laughs> like the like them doing this stuff like thinking they're so fucking cool and, yeah. and like i'm gonna find a bridge i'm gonna do this you go that like, oh, like they probably have walkie talkies or some shit i don't know but no i mean they were very set up i mean they they it got to a point where they were having over and out exactly they were having <laughs> and also making that sound they're like yeah. you don't have to do that with your mouth yeah we're on a um, cell phone they they <laughs> have a like they were having meetings in a like trap door basement facility in the back of a store like they were it was God. getting very serious where they were very concerned they were confiscating cell phones from the from people who were attending this meeting but the the feds had someone with a like they had a recording device on them and still recorded these meetings and that's how it got there so I mean, that's what's really ultimately, you know, you see really the commitment to this kind of yeah. shit um, that, 
you know, and but again, they this is the language that they speak. They're saying that they all of this is in hopes of starting a civil war um, mm-hmm. and trying to embolden other groups like this. But yeah, when people mention the Boogaloo Boys, like I I know we've talked about it here, but like it bears repeating. Everybody's always surprised when I bring it up conversationally that Boogaloo Boys is because they're doing the old joke blank blank two electric boogaloo for the civil yeah. war. They want a second civil war and so they're called the boogaloo boys because they want civil war to electric boogaloo. Like they tell us who they are. They want a civil yeah. war. And I also like right wing media like we need to make sure they own this. They're not going to obviously own it. But like I was just just incidentally when I typed Gretchen Whitmer's name into Chrome, the last article that came up was a Wall Street Journal editorial board article, like their entire editorial board, comparing her to a tyrant. What? Like, right. fuck right off. The right is yeah. and has always been the side of tyranny and terrorism and fascism and the side that actually uses violence against humans, not buildings, to accomplish their aim. And we need to stop pretending they aren't because, like, the both sides in shit is what got us here. Like, the... Yeah. yeah it's... Yeah. I'm tired of it. I mean, that is disgraceful that that was, like, the first thing that came up. Like, are you shitting me? Like, That's just, just because it was the last thing I saw, so... But still, uh, but still, yeah. it's like, even the fact that it was written, right. and she's just, like, literally trying to protect her state and following the the regulations, like, set out, set out by scientists and, like, leading medical professionals, and she's a tyrant? Are you shit? Yeah. Like... That word should never be used for anyone other than an actual tyrant, which is like Trump. But um, these yeah, people, or the, yeah, yeah. But these people are like they're living out these these long had fantasies of like yep. just whatever they like these video game kind of fantasies or these just like going out with a rifle to protest and feeling like they're like the they're powerful. It's really unsettling that. Uh, at the end of the day, they're just, it's a power trip and it's, and it's just, uh, I, it's, I'm more afraid of these people than I am of Trump because I'm afraid of what happens when Trump does eventually, if he ever lets go of his power, but, um, what's going to happen to all of these emboldened people and what they're probably going to keep planning these weird plans. I I refuse to believe that they, Mm -hmm. They won't. They, I don't know. They terrify me. It's it's so strange that they exist and that they that there's so many of them. But it's just it's it's just so unsettling. I don't yeah. know. Fox News isn't going to be like our bad. We yeah. we had it wrong. Like they're still going to have a national megaphone for uh you know at, at the very least like soft versions of the fascism and the racism and white supremacy that they believe in. It's um shameful. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, uh, let's take another break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, just a shout out to football fans in Florida and Louisiana. Uh, yeah. Godspeed to y'all. Yeah. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Has said he, he's mo- he moved the state into phase three, I think, at the end of September, which mm-hmm. basically means you can have a stadium at full capacity without asking the state for any kind of permit. You're just like, yeah, all right, we're good. Phase three, do your thing. Um, luckily, no NFL team uh, is willing to do that. 
the Dolphins are doing the right thing, and they want only 13,000 people to gamble with their lives, uh, right. which should be fine, uh, rather than like <laughs> the full capacity of like 65,000. 65, right. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, these are still massive money-making companies, and they yeah. know people could sue them. It's not like we're Ron DeSantis, like, I don't give a shit. Good luck. I'm fucking everybody over. But these com- But like, you know, the NFL, they're not willing to go there. Um, and then over like at LSU, I know like for their games, they're going to 25% capacity. I think their stadium holds like a hundred thousand. And they just, uh, said a couple of days ago that they are doing away with the CDC wellness checks for like fans in attendance where like they would have to sort of like go through this thing to say like, Oh, I'm not experiencing this. I haven't had fever, et cetera, et cetera. Cause they don't want to hold the lines up. Mm. What? So they're How asking people fans are be to at check this? at home. How many people are going to be at the LSU game? Uh, I mean, this weekend, I think they play Missouri or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, it. I'd imagine they're going to have it at one fourth capacity because that's what they've been doing. So, uh, I mean, because like in these states, they, they haven't had quite yet like these huge surges like maybe other places have. And I think that's what's emboldening them. But like all experts are saying, like, this is what happens when you do that. We deal with it fucking three weeks later yeah. in the form of just a surge of cases. And right now, like, you know, overall, as a country, we're still not doing great. Um, so, yes, I think it's just, again, one of those things where there's to your point, even like Wall Street Journal calling Governor Whitmer a tyrant. It's like, think of who's calling who a tyrant, because the right. Wall Street Journal is just the mouthpiece of like the ownership business owning class in right. this country the oligarchical class and they're calling the person saying like you're keeping me from making my money you fucking tyrant so i yeah. can put my workers at fucking risk to make my money am i the tyrant yes by most measures and definition of the <laughs> word but in this very narrow instance to try and fucking get my lemmings to fucking march in the right direction you are the fucking tyrant uh yeah. and it's just really you know, I th- I hope more and more people begin to see like these things for what they are. Like it's not tyranny when you're actually what you're doing is for the safety of people and the people who are, you know, broadly negatively affected, obviously, aside from the unemployment effects and things like that. It's like this this push, this need to reopen comes from the people who own all of the businesses and hate not making their money or, you know, have over leveraged their businesses and we're already kind of on thin ice and to pull the plug on their machine is catastrophic. So, um, but yet there's none of that consideration for the people who's like actual IRL day-to-day lives are being the most fucked up. Like rather than someone who's like, well, there goes my portfolio. Um, what about people who are like, well, there's my roof over my head. There's my next meal for my family. There's my medical bill expense, et cetera. Um, yeah. So, you know, tyranny and all that. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. I think, uh, I mean, I'm hoping as time goes on, we don't really, it's unfortunate that journalism is now again, like who owns it. And that's like the motivation behind like what is reported. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the wall street, I mean, like that makes sense. The more I think about it. Um, but you do have to look at what, who owns what and what their Mm -hmm. motivations are. Um, but it is really unfortunate because, like, I I feel for businesses. My dad's a business owner. Like, it's yeah. It, but it's but he's also not like he isn't the like he isn't a business owner that is being taken care of because he's not big enough or important enough to to get the aid that he needs. And so, right. I it's so annoying that that now we're in October 
and we still don't we can't like the the three weeks thing with the surge and everything it's not new information that's that's what really is baffling it's like this is what's been going on since march like it's this is not new like we like like dr fauci was like, we have to get ready to buckle down again. And I'm like, who stopped? But like, why did we ever stop? Like, we nothing changed. We should never have stopped bunkering down. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It just it makes me all mad. <laughs> I'm just mad all well, the yeah, time. Well, yeah, I mean, because all we've done is just constantly reveal, I mean, for I think many people, depending on, you know, I, I would say this, you're however engaged you are with the politics of the country, like more and more, it's just, eating away at this veneer that America's like this smiling figure with open arms. And it's actually just a fucking bone shredder machine, fucking wood chipper, uh, that is only there to like, just like break you down for whatever loose change you've got and just spit you out on the other side. Um, yeah. and it's just like, it's just like to that almost near literal point where it's like, I don't know, man, uh, if you can't afford to live right now, I, I wish I had an answer for you, but I'm just <laughs> the government. I don't know what you want me yeah. to do. And it's, it's that like Trump, like, like months ago, he was like, people will die. Like, just like accepting that, like, if you don't make it, like, survival of the fittest, you're bad. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's just. But then yeah. again, but don't talk about him right now. He's sick. Just because he said there will be death doesn't mean you have to apply the same callous viewpoint I, to his I life. I unfollowed people that I've known for years that tweeted that we should have sympathy or like, we shouldn't be like wish death upon Trump or like wish him ill. She was like, I'm not going to name names, but um, it was essentially, it was essentially the, like, like uh, I wish him a speedy recovery kind of bullshit. And uh, yeah, that's like where I draw the line. I'm just like, no, there's no, why have empathy Right. For someone, for someone who's actively anything. invested in the destruction of your entire people and culture and fucking <laughs> yeah. everything. And this was a person of color. <laughs> but Oof. um, but yeah, I I'm at that point where I'm like, I will unfollow you and never talk to you again because you've proven to be a dummy like this. Don't like being a bit the better person, the bigger person, like having a big heart. Like it's not. That's it's not the time for that, you know. It's yeah. like things are way too serious and way too, too just lethal to have that kind of mentality. Yeah, and I even get mad at like the like I there's someone that I know that voted Green Party, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna pretend I'm obsessed with Biden. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna pretend he's like my guy, but I'm gonna vote for him because at the end of the day, he is better (laughs) like objectively it's not hard to be better than trump but like the same thing was said if you look at the coverage from like bush and gore they everyone was saying there's not that much like they're kind of the same and people that say that and they obviously they're not like if gore got elected i the 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 i want to be in that timeline kind of thing right but um at this juncture saying that biden and trump are the same like uh, yeah. I don't know. I think. Sorry, I got. I got. I'm just mad about certain things, and I went off on a tangent. No, I but. think everybody's feeling that right now. They definitely offer two. There, I mean, there's definitely good and bad, but to say they're the same is like, mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I just, could. I could forgive that point of view much easier in 2016 than now. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if you. 
it's not even about liking Trump. If you if you are okay with Trump, if you look at him and you're like, uh, shrug, like that's just as bad to me. Like there's no part there is. I just have no patience for that. And yeah. no, yeah, because yeah. I think it also it when you see people not respond in the same way, you're like, oh wow, these things are not real to you. Mm-hmm. They're not right. Exactly. You don't look at this. It's not a threat because you are. You, you see like a red light and I see a fucking fireball coming yeah. at me uh, and you're choosing to look at it like, well, yeah, you could say it's a fireball, but if you squint your eyes, it could just be a little red light. Yeah. And it's like, no, asshole. Like you got to you people. And I think that's the luxury. Ultimately, these people have. Yeah, is it's that, luxury, it's privilege. Like, if you're absolutely. undecided, it's a huge privilege because you've lived a life of privilege to be undecided at this point. You and know? if. And if yeah. you are not in a position of privilege, maybe, you know, socioeconomically or whatever, and you still feel like that on paper, you should be engaged. I, you know, you really need like it, this shit is so massively important, but re- regardless of the outcome and whoever is or is not president, I mean, like, you know, there's just the struggle is going to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have to keep the fucking pedal to the metal, like just straight through this because yeah. we are still leaving so many people behind and based on what I'm hearing out of both candidates, we don't quite have a plan to deal with everybody in this country, to deal with everybody humanely. And that's really, you know, the shit yeah. that people should be campaigning on. So, you know, vote, uh, you know, Miles Gray 2024. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, what's bothering me a little bit is this idea like 2020 sucks or like 2020, like what a year. And like, yes, it's been it's been wild, a wild ride. But it's not going to end at January 1st, 2021. And it didn't start January 1st, 2020 either. This is like a culmination of things that have been happening. Oh, and yeah. This shit started July 4th, 1776. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, you're right. Like, we have to keep going. And, like, 2021 will just, like, it's not going to end. Like, the pandemic isn't going to disappear in January. Like, we're not going to magically have things open in January or have a new outlook on life or whatever. Like, this is this is part of the work that we have to keep go like keep doing. And And it's not like, I don't know. Yeah, the ain't shit allies will continue to show themselves, too, because they'll be like, oh, thank God, Biden-Harris won. All right, well, back to that. Oh, oh, is that a who's riding a bike in front of my house right now? I'm going to call the police on them. (laughs) You know, like it's you have to realize it doesn't stop there. It can't end there. Like until we're really talking about these sort of restorative policies uh, to make people whole or at least give people the feeling that they're living in a place where they, you know, the intent is to make people whole. Um we st- we're we're not going to be done. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, it's uh those those black square folks need to really <laughs> uh, step up, in my opinion. But I don't know. All right, yeah. let's uh real quick before we go, let's figure out what we're going to watch on Netflix this weekend. Hubie, Hubie. Are you gonna watch Hubie? So I'm watching Hubie. What the top Hubie? the top ten on Netflix right now. Number one is Hubie Halloween. I've never that heard of is this. a new Adam Sandler PG thirteen oh, horror comedy <laughs> uh, with a pretty decent trailer. Hey. I actually enjoyed it. Like I was just thinking, why have I not? I'm not gonna lie. And you said Adam Sandler, I seen the, and I was like, oh. I watched the first thirty minutes. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I and I have to finish it. That's why I'm like, I'm already watching it. It's it's another uh, Sandler movie where he's doing a voice the whole time. Like yeah, uh, I Mickey. would actually, Jack. You should probably watch it too, 
because it, I, as I watch it, I just, for better or worse, I just realize how much of the Sandler cinematic universe is just laser engraved on my fucking brain. <laughs> um, and there are moments when I'm like connecting all the, like, cause there's so right. many references. Um, but you know, I don't know. Some people are also pulling for you to watch Emily in Paris. So that could be another, that could be a, is that true? Or people want me yeah. wanting some Emily in Paris? I mean, I, one, one, one Anna Hosnier is. I just, I just saw, uh, I just Wikipedia Emily in Paris and it seems like an affront to Parisian culture, just all culture in yeah, general. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's doing very well. Oh wait, dude, the first when you just Google it, the first one that comes up for me is Hollywood Port Reporter. Embarrassing. Netflix's yeah. Emily in Paris blasted by French critics. Also, I like. So this is like a culture war. Yes, uh-huh. like White us versus France. Yeah. So the premise of Emily in Paris, which is at like number four right now. Uh, follows a driven 20-something American woman from Chicago who leaves her previous life and boyfriend behind and moves to Paris for an unexpected job opportunity. She's tasked with bringing an American point of view to a venerable French marketing firm. Uh, So she's got to teach. It's like Crocodile Dundee, except with an American like Mm -hmm. 20-something as the Crocodile Dundee figure, and they're trying to teach Parisians like what it what it is uh but it's a series so that means that oh I it's a series oh no don't movie? oh no can't yeah. can't do that to myself unfortunately so i will have to damn that does seem really promising maybe i'll watch three episodes of it and get get deep enough into it to to get like just rage out because i have yeah. a feeling that you know that pilot is you're probably gonna do spit takes of like the terrible <laughs> like there's gonna be a baguette joke like yeah. you know there's someone is going to wear a striped shirt with and a beret, beret yeah neckerchief um and baguette I am so and, excited for this now and I ugh, there's going what's to be the over under on that there's going to be croissants there's going to be yeah or croissants like oh, there's gonna be scenes like that oh did you hear what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Anna says um, the French hate it. Twitter loves it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, wait, are I we might... are we only like limited to stuff on Netflix? Is that do you have like a deal with Netflix or no? no it's just like just the one thing guests track. have. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. But um, I mean, because I could be like, hey, everybody, ready I mean, to watch just, Fubo I've TV? Meaning, I've just been meaning to watch The Boys. I haven't seen The Boys, and yeah, that's something too. on my list that I really want to see. But that's, that's that's I think that's an Amazon. Yeah, it is Amazon, yeah. but I think enough people have Amazon. Why don't you watch that? That'll be your next assignment. So your last assignment was watching all of Seinfeld and reporting back. <laughs> and now uh, your next assignment, if you have time, should you choose to accept, is uh, watch The Boys. Let us know. I hear Thank it's actually so pretty good. Yeah. I heard it's very good. Yeah, it, it yeah, seems yeah. like I'm it's all, up my all, alley. Very like... It's on my list of things I watch, but I don't talk about on this show. <laughs> Why? Oh, really? You've watched it? No, like, uh, no, no, I'm saying of things. Well, because, like, every week we watch something and talk about, but, like, have to, I watch so much weird shit, oh, like, nice. be- between the trash reality or, like, you know, mm-hmm. not being able Ooh. to sleep, watching some other weird shit. Sorry. That was yeah. the most <laughs> Ooh. invasive. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> um, do you know what I have to finish that I really enjoyed? Okay, I'm not a reality person, but I, and I guess it's, like, not really reality, but it's, like, a show. Uh, um, what's it called? Love on the Spectrum. 
It is oh, so oh, I heard it's endearing. really good. I haven't finished it. I've only maybe seen like two or three episodes, but it is so, so good and so just like lovely to watch right now because it's like people with Asperger's or people that are on the spectrum of autism and they're they it's like you see their their experience with dating and I'm pretty sure they're in Australia. Um but it is so and that's on Netflix, so there's that. But, you had me um, at Australia. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> I knew that would get somebody, but it's it's really it's a really heartwarming watch, and I think it's just a really important show. You don't really see stuff with like a lot of representation for people that are on the spectrum, or like even portraying them as like actual human beings with like motivations and wants and stuff. But um. I really, I'm, I really liked it from what I saw. I have to finish it though. Hell yeah, nice. Well, Shireen, it has been a pleasure as always having you. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? Oh well, you can listen to me and Honest podcast, ethnically ambiguous. It's ethnically amb on Twitter, ethnically ambig on Instagram, and I am on Twitter at shirohero six six six, and then on Instagram it's just shirohero. Um, and that's it. I don't know. You can follow me if you want. And if you don't, I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Well, it felt like I would be remiss to not choose a tweet from Fly Twitter that happened because we are <laughs> recording this the day the, the day after the eve of Fly Twitter. Yeah. Um, and my favorite one, it came from the queen herself, Jamie Loftus. It was just... it's. All she says was he he, but the images that she chose are the fly on Pence's head and the bird on Bernie's podium, um, just <laughs> juxtaposing those two things. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It made me miss Bernie. It made me miss that. I'm feeling that moment of pure hope when, when that bird landed on the podium. Um, but it's also like funny to me to just juxtapose like this one pure old man to one reanimated corpse living on this in this planet but um that's my that was a tweet that gave me some joy last night um so there's that there you go miles where can people find you what's a tweet you've been enjoying uh twitter instagram at miles of gray and uh the other podcast 420 day fiance i don't have a tweet but okay. uh shout out to people on social media i the thing i know i tweeted during the debate uh, I did that like when you just you like you can just tweet like using like iOS without opening Twitter. <laughs> it's yeah. like send tweet like that. I'm like, yep, let's do that. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, but uh, uh, you know, shout out to the, the the people on the Discord, the the title and uh, AKA's uh, channel right there because that uh, I, I, I seize you. Nice. Uh, I'll give a shout out real quick to Priyanka Daz who uh, and also uh, my name underscore Blake for creating the uh, visual, the Photoshop of Trump bursting from Fauci's chest uh, as a chest burst. <laughs> oh, shit. I love Priyanka. Dope. Hey, yeah. Priyanka. Love you. Priyanka rules. Thinking of uh, you. You're the best. Oh, yeah. How come you have an after party when we were in town? Yeah, I heard about f- that. I know. <laughs> that was <laughs> an amazing night. That was A+. plus. She was a great host. It's like gang rules. Like, yeah, uh, she, she really does. Some of y'all do. Uh, and Zig tweeted, me and the boys hanging dong on Maine in hopes of turning Texas blue. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's around the time good. that all the celebrities were doing that n- nudity video, uh, they just they, they they can't get it right, can they? They just no, they just just stop trying, y'all. Just like stop, just, just stop trying. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song We Ride Out on Miles. What are we riding out on today? Yeah, we're going to go out on a track by the Budos Band. Uh, Their track's called The Wrangler. And the Budos Band, one of my favorite, just, you know, instrumental, brass, mixed, everything. They got all the instruments popping. They really started off making, like, a lot of Afrobeat. And then now they just kind of have this sort of nice vintage throwback style. So, you know, if you're, you know, put put your headphones in and pretend you're in a movie and you're the main character and listen to this. This is your theme song as you walk through the grocery store or whatever. And I guarantee you have a good time. But or please treat everyone with respect. Grocery store. Be inclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Although you know, you're not allowed at the Trader Joe's on wheels anymore. I saw that right. photo. They're saying, yeah. "Beware Getting of this man, yeah. Roller Jack." Sort of annoying because uh, <laughs> my outfit really needs the roller skates to be pulled off with the leg warmers yeah. and the short shorts. Otherwise, uh, yeah, they're just regular acid-washed cutoffs. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye! Bye! Bye.